It's time for... What's that? Oh, the Magic Conch Podcast. Magic Conch? You mean like this? Welcome to another episode of the Magic Conch, the show where Randy and I sit on our asses and talk about absolutely... Nothing. The show has spoken. Hey there, Lucky. How the... Are you? Pretty scared, oh. actually. No, why's that? You know why. It's that magical time of the year. Mm. The year where everything seems to go well. Yeah, I'm talking about Friday the yes. 13th. You know what I'm talking about. Don't think, don't think you forgot. It's true. It's true. It's one of my favorite days of the year. For no reason, really, other than the, uh, the superstition around Friday the 13th. It's beautiful. I love it. People get a little more scared, a little more cautious. There's fear in the air. It tastes so good. Friday the 13th. And we welcome you. So basically what any what any Caucasian person feels when they step into the hood. That 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 feeling. <laughs> but just, you know, worldwide for everybody. Or any uh tan person stepping into the suburbs, you know, just fear. Fear all around. That's facts. I've seen get out. You're right. <laughs> Dude, I feel that way all the time. I'm like, uh I know they see me and they don't think I belong. They already dialed nine one on their phone. I know it. They already think I know who Tupac Shakur is. I know who Tupac Shakur is, but it's not cool for them to assume that I know who Tupac Shakur is. They're going to ask me how the game was last night. I don't know what game was on last night. I don't know all the scores for the NBA. Shit. I love curling. (laughs) The fuck? (laughs) My dad was a curler. Yeah. Scary stuff. I lost my father to curling. (laughs) Dude, that sport is... I was going to say intense. It's not really intense. It kind of is, actually. That drama when, like, that little uh, fucking stone circle is about to reach the center. I'm like, oh shit, is it going to do it? Sweet more, or whatever that technique is. Carve the ice. Just, just push it there yourself and stop it. And re- Exactly. Exactly. It's 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 got some old druid origins, I'm sure, with all the, the stone tossing and whatnot. That's racist. Oh well. I don't care. <laughs> um, and it goes on Friday the 13th. I will 13th. say, this is the perfect... Exactly, exactly. And this is the perfect time of year to walk under ladders, break a mirror... Say Candyman in the mirror five times. Whatever whatever floats your boat. I feel like Friday the 13th is the perfect opportunity to do it, especially if it's like something super superstitious and spooky. So, um, yeah, go out there and do that. Let us know in the comment section if you were murdered. Uh, it'd be interesting <laughs> to know. That way I won't do it. Let us know if you murdered someone. Um, I'm just curious about that as well. <laughs> Tell us your stories on either side. Um, if you're a ghost and you can leave comments, that'd be awesome. I want to, I want to hear some ghost shit. Yeah. I really want to be ghosted. I mean, yeah, whatever. I've already said it. Yeah. I want to be ghosted. (laughs) You heard him. Everyone ghosts this man. Um, but you know, I think this is a great opportunity. Good segue to talk about fears. You know, it's Friday the 13th. Let's talk about what we're afraid of, man. Dig deep. What gives you chills at night? What gives you those cold sweats and existential crises that make you uh, a hindrance to everyone around you because you can't talk about anything because you're so scared about these thoughts. What keeps you up at night? It's probably it's pro- it's probably that uh, 3 a.m. memory that I always get. Uh, so okay, so just to add some context here, audience members, I know, I know when I say this, you're going to be able to relate. We all have those moments when we're trying to sleep and then we remember the most embarrassing thing that has happened to us. And then it keeps us up because it's so cringe and we can't believe we ever did that. Uh, that's me right now with fears. Uh, there's This one's a reoccurring one for me. Uh, and it's the love letter I wrote in fourth grade for uh, one of my classmates. I won't say any names, obviously. But uh, it's one of those moments where I wrote this girl uh, a love letter, but I was way too specific about it. Uh, I didn't really understand subtlety back in those days. So the girl immediately knew it was me who wrote it. And she, uh, instead of, you know, 
being cool about it, as a fourth grader should, she gave it to the teacher. And the teacher called me up, and she pretty much asked me in front of the whole class why I wrote the love letter to this person. And I was super embarrassed. It was super cringe. It still keeps me up to this day. But you know what? Fuck it. I'm still happy I did it. Screw you, Miss Tanoose. <laughs> All right? You didn't you didn't beat me. <laughs> I just think about it every every now and then at 3 a.m. Huh. You know, I was in that class. I don't remember that. Maybe I blocked it out of my head because that sounds awful. It was just so cringe that you were like, man, I feel the secondhand embarrassment. I, let me just block this memory out. <laughs> I know we're going to talk about this in 18 years on a podcast. Deal with it then. Boy, were we wrong. <laughs> okay. All but right. like, that's... but that, that's what I mean, though. Like, irrational fears. Like, just fears of shit that already happened, and there's no point in thinking about it, and we still think about it. I feel like that happens to a lot of us. I'm sure you have some stories like that, mm. too. Well, I don't think that's all fear, right? Fear could also be, like, the anticipation of a thing, right? Because are you afraid of love letters now? Like, wh- where's the fear in that memory? Or is it just uh, the, the remembering of uh, re- having you being called out was that memory of the fear? Is that is that more what, what it is? Yeah, I think that's where the fear comes from because it's like one of those weird nightmares you tend to have when you're younger where you're like in your underwear in front of the class or something. Just stuff like gotcha. that. That's really what it invokes every time I think about that gotcha. memory. Gotcha. That's fair. Um, I mean, yeah, I have I have a plethora of fears. Um, some rational, some I, irrational fears exist for me too. Like, like ir- irrational fear, I would say it's something that I actually just shouldn't be afraid of. Like statistically, it happening would be so low that there's no reason for me to actually fear it on a day to day basis. Like, all right, I'll give you one irrational fear I have. Um, like herpes. Right? <laughs> no, that's very rational. That's a rational fear. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sleep on herpes. That shit's everywhere. Like, That's a very real I feel like fear. Everyone has it. It's like, all right, I guess it's going to happen. Um, but my irrational fear is like dropping like my keys or my phone into like the gutter. You know, like you're walking up a sidewalk and then like you're pulling out your wallet, checking for your ID if you have it. And then it just falls out of your hand and slips into a gutter. That's never happened to me. I don't even know people that's happened to. But for some reason, I, when I go past gutters or any sort, I like clench the di- various items in my pocket a little bit tighter to make sure they don't fall out because I don't really know what to do from there. It's like I know where it is. I know where my wallet and keys and phone are, but I don't know how to get to that. I don't know how to solve the situation other than replacing all of it, which sounds awful. So that's one of my rational fears, dropping very valuable items into a gutter, like specifically into a gutter. Well, the only way to avoid that would be to just stop masturbating so much because that creates carpal tunnel and uh, really shaky hands. Mm. So really the key to beating that one, my friend, is to stop beating it, hmm. my friend. I mean, I'm not going to do that. So I guess I'm just living with this fear forever um, until there are no more gutters in the world. <laughs> that's, that's one of my irrational fears. Um, yeah. uh, you, know, you know what? That kind of brings up a good point because I do have an irrational fear that involves gutters, more specifically like grates. And I purposely don't walk on top of them because I have an irrational fear that I'm going to fall through and I'm just going to, like, injure myself <laughs> and then end up in a fucking gutter. Mm. Going up in the gutter. Has that ever, like, have you ever, has that ever crossed your mind? Yeah, I think, I think, yeah. Not, not, I see, I don't fear that as much as dropping my <laughs> items into the gutter. I'm like, I'll be fine, but, you know, my poor wallet. But I, I do have that passing thought, too. So, oh, what if this is collapse suddenly? Um what do I do then? Now I'm all stuck in a gutter and maybe my phone doesn't work now. How can I call for help? It's some bullshit. I am trapped in excrement and in pain. Um, yeah, that's a fair one. That's a fair one. So you, you'd say you're having a real shitty time at that point. You would. No one would laugh, but you would say that. It's true. It's st- There's someone who chuckled just now. I know it. I feel it. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> one of my fears i say oh this is a fear so like we do various stuff we like to do podcasts we, we want to make films all that kind of stuff uh, but i always kind of wanted to try stand-up comedy as well um, never tried it love the art form but it'd be cool to try to put something together and get up there that scares the shit out of me like just the thought of even doing it i've never done it yet it just seems like a terrifying thing 
because it combines public speaking, which is always on the top list of people's fears in general, like right above death. And it also involves you saying something to specifically evoke laughter, which is so vulnerable. Like you're on a stage, everyone's facing you. They're a little bit drunk. People are bound to be noisy and rude. And you're just trying to make them laugh. So what if you say something you think is really funny and no one laughs? Luckily on the podcast, we don't have to deal with that because we could say some shit that we think is funny and no one laughs. We don't know if no one laughs. laughs. This is recorded and published. But stand up, you get you get immediate. We mostly feedback. just offend on this show. No one laughs. I assume that, anyways. I can deal with that. I'm not looking at their unlaughing faces. But on a stage, that sounds awful. So I still want to do it, but the thought of doing stand up comedy is frightening. Yeah, it's really it just comes down to that fear of judgment uh, from other people, which is a weird thing for me because. A lot of people I want to say have that fear of like getting up and saying something and then the potential of it failing is just really too much for a lot of people. But at the same time, people are still fucking judgy. Uh, It's weird to me. Like we we have that common fear. And yet when people go up and even if they bomb, people will like still fucking laugh at them. It's like, come on, you have the same fear, bro. I don't see you going up there and giving it a shot, but you're still criticizing me. Get off my dick. Fuck you. But, you know, that I totally get that. Just any kind of public speaking or just the opportunity to be judged by people you don't know, it's fucking terrifying. I completely yeah, agree with Yeah, because in that situation, it's immediate feedback. It's not like, you know, we, we put together a film, publish it, and then we start to get reviews after a few weeks. No, you immediately know if they think you suck <laughs> just by looking at their face or what they say. So that's definitely one, although I'll, yeah, I'll get go, over it because I – they go they go conch on they, you. They go conch. They just say nothing the entire time. Or they'll make a dolphin noise. I don't know how to react. I, mean, I think I actually prefer the dolphin noise than, than nothing. Uh, the silence would, would just kill me. Uh, but, you know, I'll, I'll get over that. I'll, I'm, I'm going to do that. In the 2020s, I will do stand-up. It's going to happen. I'm saying it now. Um, please, please. even Just, just fake laugh. Just, just breathe out of your nose with intent. I'll, I'll take that as well. Just make sure you upload it to our YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'll uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get through that. I think another one I have too, uh, one since I've had since I was a kid. It's it's uh, okay. Let's say you're taking shit. You know, you just had to go. You're rushing from class or work. You just no time. Just fucking open the door. Let it just let it go. Um, but then you realize there's no toilet paper, but you've already taken the shit. And you're in a public place. That's also a fear of mine. <laughs> now, it, I feel like the chance of that happening is pretty low. Usually, I would check if there's toilet paper in that situation. But I just feel like there's one moment where I didn't check. I let it all go. And then there's no toilet paper. And I don't, to this day, I don't know really what to do. I think where I'm at is that I would just sacrifice my underwear, you know, <laughs> clean it, then just go commando. I think that's my only choice in that scenario. Maybe you could waddle over to the next stall, but I, I wouldn't trust that timing because as soon as I open the door, uh, they're going to see me with dropped trowel. Um, so, yeah, now I just I I instinctively check for toilet paper, no matter the situation now, because I, I don't want to lose a shirt over that shit. You don't want people to see your dick swinging around while you go and look for toilet paper. That's real. <laughs> and I then turn around, see my mud uh, butt. Although I don't want that. Yeah, mud butt. Yeah, mud butt's a private thing. <laughs> That's like I, I know I mentioned I know I mentioned in the taboo episode too, like I don't want to shit myself when I die. That's just super embarrassing. Um it's the same way. It's the same here, man. It's like anything I think Trevor Trevor Noah has a really good 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 bit about this, but everybody is embarrassed about pooping. Nobody looks cool pooping. It's like everyone does it and like everyone looks just as awkward when they are doing it. So that's why you do it in private. Uh, and I completely agree with that statement. Although I'm a little bit different, I wouldn't sacrifice my boxers. I'd just be that dude to like go up, clean my ass with the sink. Yeah, that's right. Clean my ass <laughs> with the sink. Talk about confidence. And if anyone walks in, that's on them. They're looking at it. If they want to stare, that's that's even worse for them. That's not bad for me. That's that's terrible for them. So I could just imagine someone walking in on me while I'm cleaning my ass with the sink, and they just like keep staring like. Your move. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> just just go about your day. You really don't want to know the events in my life that have led to this moment. So just go and do what you got to do. 
and forget you ever saw me. Uh, that that's how I would handle that situation. Hey, you know, I I, re- I respect but it. I, I respect will say it. that's a makeshift bodet you got going on there. Yeah, and I would even go a, a step further. My irrational fear is not running out of toilet paper. I would say my fear. Well, it's not really irrational because that could happen, but my fear is like an extension of that. It's just taking a shit in a public place in general. Mm. There's several factors that play a role in that, right? There's is the toilet seat dirty. Am I going to catch anything? Even as a kid, when I approached public bathrooms, I still can't really use public bathrooms to a certain extent today unless they're super clean. I just used to think, like, what's going to happen if my dick kind of touches the edge of the seat oh, a little real. bit? Is it going to melt off? Am I going to get crabs? Uh, am I you know, going to get something that's brand new that no one's ever heard conglitis. of? Uh, that conglitis, exactly. I don't want to get that shit. That shit is everywhere. Um, and then even then it extends beyond that. Like I, my irrational, another fear of mine is like someone walks in right as I'm like dropping the deuce and you just hear the plop, like right as they walk in, they hear the, <laughs> the plop. plop echoes and like, throughout time. at that point, exactly. Yes. And then at that point they know what's going down. It's super embarrassing. And I don't want to have a Friday moment where someone just randomly comes in and like, Hey, yo, someone in here taking a shit It's super loud and it smells. Like that's that's just a fear of mine. Like I, I don't want that to happen to me. So I'm very weary about just using a public restroom in general. Um, I I'm sure you can. I think we've had this story before where you and I have admitted where for a long time we didn't even sit on the seats. We would just kind of squat. Oh yeah. And just kind of trying to try to aim properly. I mean, yeah, we were in shape. Our thighs were super muscular, but it was always such a stressful time. Yeah. No, yeah, I I'm still like that with public bathrooms. Like I've gotten over. So yeah, I had the same fear of just like I don't want my ass touching the toilet seat, the other asses touch, and I want like because my dick touches the inside of the toilet or something like that, and like oh I gotta get a new dick. Like it's just over. I just gotta get a new one, and there's no recovering. No amount of alcohol can clean this shit off. Uh, I'm still like that with public toilets. I do not sit. On a pub, like if I'm at like a baseball game, and I gotta take a shit for whatever reason. I am not s- touching that toilet. I'm still squatting. I I've mastered the squat system. I apply it to public toilets, personal toilets, or if I'm just taking shit at a friend house. I don't really care. Whatever. My cheeks will touch their cheeks. It's all good. But public ones, nah, that's gross. That's gross. I just I feel like people are too dirty for me to um, exchange germs in that way. So. I'm still the same way with that. Yeah, I don't want to exchange. Yeah, I don't want to exchange ass water with someone. That's just weird <laughs> for me. That's where I draw the line. Damn that's it. true. It's that's reserved ass for water. me, my family, and my friends. Touching no strangers, no strange ass water. Exactly. Um, yeah, I'm like that with that. And it, it reminds me of a story. I think. Yeah, and it, it, I think it stems from an occasion where you know we have a common friend Albert um, who. <laughs> You know, he he's he had some wild stories for us. One of the wildest stories was when we were in high school, and he he wasn't using the restroom. Uh, he was just washing his hands. Um, and there was this other kid in there taking a shit, and he told me this story. I, I just started dying of laughter. I still remember it to this day. A senior came in, heard the kid taking a shit, and he just ran out in the middle of the hallway and said, "Hey, yo, someone in here dropping deuces." <laughs> And the kid, like, just never left that stall, from what I understand. He was in there for a while. He didn't want anyone to know who he was or that he was dropping deuces. It was his whole thing. But I think that's what kind of instilled that fear in me. <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot of fears are just going to come from childhood traumas, even uh, adjacent childhood traumas, which is weird. Like, yeah, I think even right now, like you said, like, we all have this weird stigma about shit in, in public and people knowing it. I'm, I'm, I'm getting better at it because I'm like, listen. Sometimes brown solidified waste needs to leave my body. And sometimes you might overhear it leaving my body. And that's, that's just your problem. It's fine. Um, although I will say, like, in the same theme of excrement-based fear. Uh, so I had this one story of I hooked up with this girl. And then I woke up. And, you know, the bed was fairly moist. Um, and my first thought thought was complete arrogance. It was like, damn, I put in work, like got the whole bed wet. Good job. Um, and then I realized where it was coming from. I'm like, oh, this is 
this is definitely urine. And then I got scared. I'm like, oh, God, did I piss? Because that's mortifying. Like, you're still with the girl you hooked up with the previous night and you pissed the bed? That would be awful. But then I checked, and it was coming from her. And I felt immediately better, even though I was still sleeping in a piss-stained mattress. Um, but, I mean, she, and she was mortified. because She was like, oh, my God, it's, this never happens. I'm sorry. I must have drunk too much. And, I, you know, I was like, it's okay. It's fine. But I was more okay with it because, oh, this was not me. Because if this was me, then I would just need to jump out the window, like, immediately. I, I can't, couldn't live as an adult pissing in bed with another adult. That's... Again, it's something that stemmed from childhood, right? Of like pissing the bed and then feeling shame because, you know, your potty training did not hold up that night when you were three years old and your parents find out or whether your brother or sister did. Um, so I would hate to like piss or shit the bed, you know, after a drunken night with you know, a lady of the night. Um, I, I'm sure that's one of those things she wakes up to in a cold sweat thinking about the embarrassment she felt during that moment. But. Yeah, I would hate for that to happen. I use the bathroom uh, like probably more than I need to after a night of hooking up if I'm sleeping over just to make sure that does not happen. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, I thought that story was going in a completely different direction. <laughs> I thought what you were about to tell me was something way different. I thought you were going to say, like, I hooked up with this girl. We did anal. I woke up with shit on my dick. No. Like, I thought that's where this whole story was going. No. And that's a pretty big fear, too. Like That's, that's 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 that's, that's a fair anal fear. Completely different fear. Yeah. Booty fears, man. There's a lot of booty fears out there. But there's a, there's a lot of butthole fears, man. <laughs> On both ends, both genders fear that shit. That's true. Uh, or both sexes fear that shit. Um, yeah. Um, I will say, man. <laughs> well, I guess in comparison to that, your story, although bad, is not that bad uh, compared to what I just said. Um, because then you have like to have this awkward conversation of, I need to use, <laughs> I need to use your restroom. I need to shower. Uh, well, why do you need to do that? Oh, well, you know, it's, it's just, just, there's a smell. There's just, there's a, you know, I just got this odor on me. I need to get rid of it. Um, yeah, it's just this the whole conversation. I, I never want to have. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, yeah. That's that's one thing. I that's real. Like you know, I'm fine with if a girl say, hey, let's do anal. I'm like, okay. Like in general, I'm all right with that. But I do have that fear of like, all right, if I stick it in, if something else comes out other than my dick, I don't know the social procedures at this point. <laughs> like, do we just stop? Take an intermission? Is it just over? I don't know. Um, there's communication that needs to be had, and I'd rather not have it. Rather not have it. Uh, butthole fears. Yeah. Butthole fears. Or, like, if we're having sex. Hashtag, hashtag butthole yes, fears. Yes. Tell us your greatest butthole fears. One of mine, too, is, like, if I'm having sex and then she kind of, like, misreads the situation and, like, sticks a finger up there. I don't want that to happen. I don't want that to happen. I know. I'm letting everyone know right now. I do not consent to uh, fingers in my butt. Um, I would have to explicitly say that a couple of times before you do that. Um, I feel like that's the thing that should be explicitly said during the moment. But I can understand if, you know, we're hot and heavy. We're getting a little kinky. She's like, oh, yeah, cool. I'm sure this is in a realm of acceptability. I don't want a finger in my butt. I just don't want it. Leave my butthole alone. The fingers in the butt go in and out, <laughs> in and out, in and out. The fingers in the butt go in and out all through Randy's rectum. Uh, maybe in my 30s. Yeah. That, that She sings that, that song. If she was able to finish well, that full verse it. while still doing it, I don't know what I'm doing at that point. At that point, maybe I'm, I, I've converted to the other side. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is what I'm into now. Now, I'm not saying I will always not be into it. Just right now, leave my butthole alone. That's all I ask. Uh, yeah. Okay, you know that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Has this ever happened to you where you like hook up with someone or just like have sex with someone and then all of a sudden, and most most of the time it's just due to like sweat or dirt or something. You just like imagine an itch, and you're just like, oh my god, did I catch something? Why is it itching? That's not a good sign. I need to go shower right now. Like I, I'm sure I'm sure that's happened to someone, but has it happened to you, man? Oh sure, yeah. I actually had a moment. It was like in twenty. 16 or so where i was like oh it's kind of itchy in places it shouldn't be itchy and i didn't have a fair amount of sex last year let me get it checked and that was my first std scare which are one of my greatest fears at this point like even while wearing condoms sometimes you're doing things like okay fingering then getting my own stuff situated and i'm like okay kind of crossing 
you know, fluids here, might as well just be, have been doing it bareback. But yeah, that was my first STD scare. I'm like, all right, I had sex. It, you know, I was fairly protected, but maybe a little reckless. And I was like, oh, cool. I definitely have something. I must have something. It itches there sometimes. And I'm getting it checked out. And it was like, oh, yeah, this is like a benign, non sexual rash. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But still, for, I don't know, I want to say like a full two weeks, like leading up to getting tested, then waiting for the test results, I knew every single STI, STD stat there could be. I felt like I actually had the probabilities written down in an Excel sheet of like, what are the chances that I have these things? And I'm like, okay, probably not HIV or herpes. Maybe it's actually really herpes. Um, probably maybe just, uh, probably not syphilis, probably not gonorrhea. Um, probably HPV, probably definitely HPV. Oh God, I probably have HPV. There's no way I don't have HPV. Everyone who touches me now is going to get cervical cancer. Uh, to yeah. be fair, we all, we, we all, all probably, probably have, have HPV. HPV. Uh, our generation yeah. yeah just i'm gonna pull the rug out from all of you right now we all probably have it there's no test to see if you have it unless you get a break uh an outbreak and much. it's too late for us to get a vaccine on it so you kind of probably most definitely have it so yeah. just kind of come to terms with that right now oh yeah and as a younger this is lad, the health segment of the magic console yeah. <laughs> as a younger lad i was scared of stuff like that now i'm like okay most people have HPV. Even herpes now, I'm having the same level of like, all right, most people at this point actually have herpes too. It's just a lot of it's dormant and you don't get symptoms for a while. And it's really easy to pass on. You don't even need to just, you can have, you can have protected sex and still get herpes. So still don't want it, but. Speak for yourself. I don't have that shit. <laughs> I mean, most of us do, I think. At this point, way more people have it than you would expect, right? At the, at the general public. But that sounds, that sounds like a you problem, bro. Not me. <laughs> There's a lot of women you slept with who probably have herpes. Just let that sit in for a second. Uh, but SCDs. I'm asexual, bro. <laughs> I'm saving my penis for the Lord. Okay. This is <laughs> I am in love with Christ. I've said this before on the religion episode. <laughs> Trying to birth the next Christ uh, baby here. Um, I mean, that's, you know, that's all. Again, SCDs, big scare. Cat kids. The, the worst STD of them all, uh, that's really fearful. I will say, I, I will say that's kind of like a rite of passage, right? Like, oh, your first STD scare. Congratulations. I remember my first STD scare. <laughs> I feel like we've all been there. It's just a rite of passage, and we all kind of fall into that WebMD uh, rabbit hole when it does happen. They're like, oh, my God. I have, I have genital warts. Dude, it's a pimple. It's like, no, no, I have genital warts. WebMD said I have genital warts, and it's probably going to be cancerous. My life is My over. My dick is falling off. I'm gonna, I just fucking kill myself. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I have fucking conglitis. Nothing can be nothing can be saved. Just just remember me as I was before I had it. I feel like <laughs> remember my dick that. for that's, a, that's like a who pretty it was. big rite of passage. Uh, yeah, it it happens. Remember my dick as it was, and not what it turned into. <laughs> and clit, we're inclusive here. Girls uh, can get STDs too. All right. Well, yeah. You can get a you get a little frothiness there. That's just as bad. Okay. A um, froth broth. So we're we're gonna be inclusive here. <laughs> a little froth broth. Hashtag froth broth, ladies. Tell us. Tell us. Tell your us stories. about your froth broth. What a terrible thing I said. That just sounds awful in every way. Um, and it's, it's into <laughs> the world forever now. So good job. <laughs> I've introduced froth broth to the masses. Um, yeah, SCDs, top scares. As we get older, right, just the probability, just probability just keeps going up that we have it and or a partner has it, the more sexual we are. So that's that's a that's a scare forever. But, you know, like not, not all of my fears are like butthole based or penis based. You know, I do have some like um, non genitalia yeah, based. Yeah, fears. I, I have a couple of those at least like. OK, so I watched this one movie. This is terrifying. I, I don't want to spoil the movie, so I'll talk around like specifics of it. But in this movie, this character, you know, had like three kids and a wife, and he's pr fairly much an alcoholic. So he got really drunk one day. They have a nice like fireplace. Everyone's just having a good time. He ran out of alcohol, so then he left the house to get some more. To get some more, he comes back and. Oh, is this the movie that with like babies that are geniuses? No, is this no, I don't movie? think it's Baby Genius. But 
Oh, okay. Sorry. Continue. But, uh, he, I mean, this would be dark if it was. But he gets back and his entire house is on fire. The entire house is on fire. The wife lived. She had a lot of damage, but she lived. But all of his kids died in the fire. From the fire, just simply leaving the fireplace door open, um, and embers caught flame to some shit. And all his kids died. And, you know, he was forever depressed, tried to kill himself. But ever since I saw that movie, I was like, oh my God, that would be fucking awful. Like, what if I left the fireplace open or the oven on and then my entire family died because of that one stupid mistake? So fires to houses, fairly scared of that. I actually check my oven every day before I go to bed, more or less, um, just to make sure I turn that shit off, as you should in general. But I feel like I have like an extra paranoia because I don't want me and or my loved ones burning to death uh, because you forgot to turn the oven off. Yeah. That movie's yeah, that movie sounds familiar. I'm pretty sure the guy right after that movie, he still he still went to Duncan. I'm pretty sure that's what he did. Uh, <laughs> so he wasn't that sad. Uh, just I, from what I remember, mm. I, I'm pretty mm. sure that's true. Yeah. Um, but that's real. Uh, yeah, just you know what that reminds me of what you just said. Reminds me of the book, uh, one of the books from the series of unfortunate events, uh, where the aunt lives in like this house that's right on top of like a, uh, like right above the ocean or something like that, and it's very unsturdy. But she has the most irrational fears as like a yeah, character trait. Her. So she'll like say, "Hey, don't touch the doorknob; it can shatter into a million pieces and then blind you forever." Um, like that's really what that reminds me of, and like a more hyperbolic sense, obviously, but. That still doesn't stop me from having moments like that too. So, for instance, um, like I'm, I do the same with the oven. Another thing I do it for is like I double and triple check if I lock the doors real, at night, real. just so like someone doesn't come in and murder me. Um, I sleep with my door locked in my room as like an an added level of protection, just in case someone wants to come and like finger my butthole while I'm sleeping. Facts. Um, it's uh. Yeah, it's 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 super irrational, but I I do the exact same thing. I'm sure a lot of people listening do the same thing too. Um, but yeah, that's that's really what that reminded me of. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I we, what I also blame for that besides that one specific movie is the entire franchise of Final Destination, which I enjoyed as like, you know, bad kind of horror movies as a kid. But because of that movie, like I do not want to drive behind a truck with a bunch of uh, cut down trees that have these lumber stacks in the back of them. I can't drive behind those vehicles because in one of those movies, all the lumber comes plowing in through cars on the highway. And I don't want that in my life. I don't want to be penetrated by wood of any kind. And especially if it's going to kill me. So I can't drive behind trucks like that. Trucks in general, like 18 wheelers, I just don't like a lot of people don't like driving next or by them. But if there's like a propane tank, in the back of them or lumber or cars of some sort that they've uh are transporting i know i gotta pass right by them i'll drive 90 just to get by them so yeah final destination kind of fucked me up for some of that stuff so what you're saying is you don't want to get penetrated that's what i got from that whole yeah sentence. that's that's most you of my fears penetrated it's penetration based fears don't want to um yeah that's definitely one of them yeah i think movies influence a lot of the fears yeah too. that 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 whole movie yeah, that whole movie, I feel like, fucked our generation in terms of just, like, just doing the most mundane shit. Like, for a while, I didn't want to ride a plane because I'm like, oh, my God, this plane's going to crash and I'm going to die. Um, or, like you said, the uh, driving behind any kind of cargo truck carrying, like, timber or, uh, you know, wood or anything that could impale my ass. Um, even roller coasters for a long time after that third Final Destination movie. I was just like, nope, I don't, I don't want to do roller coasters. I, uh, I'm good. I don't feel like defying gravity today. Maybe tomorrow, just not today. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, I I love roller coasters still, but I always make that passing joke of like, oh man, remember that Final Destination third uh, three movie where and then people just tell me to shut up because it's not cool to talk about that. But I do think about that all the time. Um, bear attacks. Yeah, I even had a physics that's, teacher. Oh yeah. Wait, okay, but a physics teacher no, tells no, you. Like, I was just gonna say. Tell <laughs> are they are they scared of the roller coaster? Cause that would scare the shit out of me. The physics teacher was like. Well, you know, the chances of this uh, roller coaster going off the tracks is, you know, 62%. I'm like, whoa. All right. Well, now I guess I'm scared, too. It's 62% of the time every time. <laughs> what? Um, no, right. but he said something very similar to that. I was in class. He was just like, uh, so what are you guys going to do on vacation? And I think one kid had mentioned he was going to go to some theme park. 
And the and first of all, that's just weird that someone in college wants to go to a fucking theme park. Uh, but to each their own, you know, whatever. I'm not gonna not gonna shit on your parade. But uh, his response was just classic, and it just made me really terrified. He he just kind of smirked and laughed. He was like, "Ha, huh, I'm a physicist, and I know, based on <laughs> just based on how they're built and how they work, I would never be caught dead on a roller coaster." And I was just like, "Uh, <laughs> all right, that's it. No more roller coasters for." It is scientifically proven to uh, kill me. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for your time, everyone. Yeah. I'm going to sit my ass on a chair. <laughs> Maybe do the teacups at best. At best. Uh, yeah, that would scare me, too. I don't want to hear nah, that man. shit. Keep your facts to yourself. Physics teacher. Trying to fuck up the Superman ride. Yeah. Yeah, it just never. Never again. Yeah. No, I, I feel like... Yeah, that would scare me. But yeah, movies, like I was referencing earlier, they really influence a lot of my fears. Like bear attacks. I, I'm i more afraid of bears now than I ever was, like even as a kid. Just if I'm in some kind of camping-like situation, I just think back to The Revenant or this movie called Backwood Country. And a lot of articles you just read of like, oh yeah, this bear killed this couple on a mountain. Um, because, it, you know, it was, it was hungry. And even though it normally doesn't attack humans, if it's hungry enough, it will. And it's faster than you. It can climb better than you. It can just fuck your day up. So, yeah, now in wilderness space. It can penetrate you. It can you. penetrate anything it wants. Now in wilderness space situations, I'm afraid of bears. I just am. I just want to be. And now I have All to, I camp, is that I have to bear, camp with someone. If a bear looks at me, he's going to get what he it wants. It will. We need a poo. It's going to fuck you. He's going to get your honey. He's going to get that honey. But now if I'm camping or hiking, <laughs> I have to, I have to go out there. With someone I can outrun. Now, this suddenly, I'm like, all right, there needs to be at least one person in this group. I know I'm faster than, because uh, one of us is going to die. Why Why have it be both of us? All right, family? I'm sorry. got to leave. got to leave the youngest behind, or he'll kill us all. What's really tricky about bears, too, is you can't escape them by climbing, because they can do that better than you. You can't escape with swimming, because they can do that shit, too. Really, just by land, sea, and air, they're going to get you. And they're going to get what they want. They're going to get that honey. Just going to get that sweet nectar from you. So you might as well just accept your fate. Uh, maybe you could try to intimidate it by the fact that you have thumbs. Shout outs to you. Uh, I think that was in... Was that Jimmy Neutron? I forget what show that was in. It's like making fun of the fact that bears don't have thumbs. But still, it's like maybe you could try that. But other than that, you're kind of <laughs> fucked when it comes to bears. Just try to invoke a thumb war. And they'll be really insecure. Uh, other than that, you're fucked. Um. Yeah, bears don't like them. Uh. Oh, strand being stranded somewhere like in the ocean or the desert, that's terrifying. Cause I just assume I'm dead. Or in like a TJ Maxx. A TJ Maxx. Either way, it isn't. You're in a terrible, desolate place. Uh, that doesn't have exactly. drinkable water. I thought like we talked about it before. I forgot our answers. But which one would you prefer to get stranded in? Like the ocean or the desert? Either one, you don't have a mode of transportation. Maybe with the ocean, you're on like, uh, you know, a plywood or some shit like that. You're not wet per se, but you can't move really. So desert, ocean, no transportation. Which one would you prefer to be stranded on? It's it's tough because either way, you're gonna get dehydrated if you're stuck in a desert. Yes. There's like, just really no moisture anywhere, um, and that's just like a slow and terrible death because you'll start hallucinating and then eventually you'll just die. In like a, a hazy state, uh, and then in the water, you obviously will get dehydrated because it's mostly ocean water, salt water. So you're not gonna be able to drink it. You're gonna again hallucinate. So it really depends. I would probably just rather die in a desert, cause like in the water, I'm afraid of sharks and Cthulhu. So mm. I don't really want any of that happening. Mm. And one of my biggest fears is actually drowning. Uh, even though I know how to swim, it's still like a super big fear of mine. So I would probably pick desert on that one, um, okay. or TJ Maxx. You know, just die looking kind of fly, uh, with like maybe the clothes with rack, like clothes section or something. Yeah, but that's fair. For those reasonable prices, yeah, I would, I would, I would die uh, for the sake of a discount. I would do that. <laughs> um, but uh, I'd probably pick desert, man. What about you? You know, now thinking about it, I think I'll pick ocean because I'm also afraid of creatures in the sea, in the ocean, sharks and whatnot. Because it's like being in a jungle, but you can't see the predators. They are just will bite you from the leg up. They'll uh, deep blue see you. R.I.P. Samuel Jackson in that movie. Uh, but I feel like if I feel like I'm going to die anyways, 
I can at least drown myself, it's, which is a horrific death I don't want to do, and I'm afraid of that dying like that. But I can at least kill myself a little bit easier by choosing to drown myself, and you know, after three minutes, I'm dead. In the desert, I feel like it's harder to kill myself. Like, I just feel like that's a guaranteed slow death that I can't accelerate if I lose all hope. In the ocean, I can just do that. Like, fuck it. Just into the ocean and it all. I could do that at least. So, um, yeah, I guess I choose the one that I can kill myself faster. That's how terrible these situations are. It's like, well, which one can I kill myself more efficiently? So I feel like ocean would be it. You know what? That's that's fair. And, you know, that's probably better uh, in terms of themes for the magic conch. It's probably better to take the bikini bottom death. Mm, um, so, yeah, I, I, res- I respect it. Yep. I'll just, uh, you know, silently sing the Goofy Goober theme song as we sink into oblivion. Yeah. I'm with that. I'm with that. I know you mentioned this yeah. earlier, uh, but you were talking about kids. I feel like that's a big irrational fear for everyone. Yeah. That first, like, scare. Yeah. When it comes to, like, either the condom breaking or you realize that your pullout method isn't so foolproof. <laughs> um, and then you look it up on Google and you realize that the chances are still pretty significant. Um, yeah, that's that's some shit, man. Like, that, that type of scare... There's, it's one of those top tier scares, I think, for both for both parties involved. I don't care who you are, that's uh, that's pretty terrifying shit right there. That's definitely, I think, one of the biggest fears you'll face as you become an adult, uh, even into adulthood. I'm sure, but like more specifically, those tentative college years when, you know, you go out and maybe you had too much to drink and you hook up with someone. Um, and then the next morning you're like, shit, well, I'm going to be on edge for the next, uh, you know, whatever, how many months, uh, it, it's going to take before, you know, I try to find a way to see, you know, did the, did the period happen or, you know, anything along those lines. So I feel like that's one of those biggest coming of age fears, pun intended. Um, what, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of alluded to it before, but. I had a couple of scares like that. Like one one instance, the condom broke, and yeah, had to get you know Plan B and all that. And I felt better because all right, getting at least Plan B like pretty much solves that situation. The fear still lives there. Statistically, it's in, very improbable it will happen, but the fear is still strong. Um, and another time, I was just reckless and fucked without a condom, and. She also did not want to get plan B. And I was like, well, I didn't, you know, cream pie but it was still in there for quite a while. Maybe we should do something about that. And she was like, well, I think like if you did- You had a leaky faucet, bro. <laughs> I mean, pre-comb can still get them pregnant. Uh, you don't, you don't always ejaculate all at once. But uh, yeah, no, she was like, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident that like, if you didn't come in me. I won't be pregnant. And I'm like, yeah, but like, maybe we should still get something. You shouldn't be. <laughs> and what was fucked up is that, you know, it is her body. She has a choice to not get plan B. Um, But the fucked up thing is I can't do anything about that at that point. I already, we already mutually made the mistake of agreeing to do this. But now only she had the power to, you know, go the extra mile for protection. And I was like, damn, all right. That's like, I just fucked up. And I was like, and my my mind went to weird places. Like, all right, how illegal is it to sneak a Plan B pill into her breakfast burrito? Like, how illegal? And it sounds fairly illegal. But that's where my mind went. I'm like, I really do not want to get. And like you were saying earlier. It's actually very illegal. <laughs> it's fairly illegal. It's, yeah, you know, what the gray areas. No, no, it, don't, don't do that. But that's how much I didn't want to get. And I didn't know how to talk to her about it after. Like, I'm like, so how's your day? Uh, anything happened? How was work? Did you have your period? Uh, you catch that documentary? And it was just like, I don't know how to check because we're not really friends. Are you, are you bleeding? <laughs> yeah. Have you, ble- have you bled at all in this last month? Uh, but she was fine. Like, she, she did not yeah, get I'll, I'll ask you these questions yeah. as uh, we walk by the staircase. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> it's... Yeah, and the fear comes from just. Have you seen my new? Have you seen my new coat hangers? <laughs> I have this brand new vacuum. Um, it's in my bedroom. Let's uh, let's give it a go. And the fear comes from we. I like. I don't want to be a shitty parent, and I'm also really selfish. 
Like, I want to live a selfish life right now. I want to be able to do projects and do whatever I want. And I feel like having a kid, I know I'm going to love the fuck out of them. Like, I will love them more than anything. And I don't want that unconditional love right now in my life. I don't want that love. I want to be selfish, go to bars, go to clubs, go to L.A. for no reason, risk coronavirus. That's the kind of stuff. That's the kind of lifestyle I want to live. And I feel like having a kid does not allow for that. Cheers. Because Cheers to yeah, that one. I, I will love that kid. And I would want to have to be responsible for that life. Um, so, I mean, that's where the fear of having kids come from. Like, I don't want to be a shitty parent to them. So let me establish my career more and be able to be selfish uh, for a little longer. Yeah. Now that's and there's nothing wrong with that, man. Um, but you know, just make sure you cover that shit up if you don't want that to happen. Exactly. That is Pass the Randy. positive message we'll send for this episode of the Magic Conch. Yeah, always wear protection. Be mindful, even in the heat of the moment. Always think of your consequences of your actions before you do them. And uh, that's our small little PSA. Don't be silly. Cover your willy. Preach. Buy Malum condoms. Preach. Um, and I'll say yeah. So we you know we talked about about you know uh, genital based fears. Being stranded, base fears, uh, cringe past memories, base fears. But I think my, so I have like some top, top like top tier fears. I'll, I'll get into some top tier feels or fears. So I think one of them, it could be number one easily, is uh, like getting dementia or Alzheimer's. That's one of my greatest fears, like straight up. Because I define life as a collection of memories you establish over time with moments and experiences you've had with yourself and events. And if a disease can take that away from you while you're alive, that's literally destroying what my meaning of life is. Uh, so that's terrifying. I, you know, I had a grandparent who went through that and it was tragic because his own immediate kids were strangers to him for a lot of it. And he would only have light bulb memories of like, if we'll play his favorite salsa song, He'll start bobbing his head to that and he'll remember it. And he had that memory again for three and a half minutes as long as that song was on. And then it would go. And then it would disappear again. He would forget everything around him. And I'm like, this is awful. And, you know, I hear a lot of other stories like that. And, yeah, I think when it comes to at least diseases, like, give me HIV. Fuck it. I can treat that. I don't want my memories to be gone. That's fucking awful. Yeah, I don't want to be 10-second Tom. You're absolutely right, um, just like in 50 first dates. That would be tragic, and it, the most tragic part of it is, like you said, you can't even remember that something's wrong. So you just kind of live in this perpetual state of confusion, anxiety, and fear. Um, so that's that's terrifying. I agree with you. If we're going to talk about like illness-based fears, um, man, I would say... What would be an irrational fear of mine in terms of health is every time I get like this and this one's real. Like every time I get like a cold or a flu um, just because of the WebMD rabbit hole of my past. It's just like, oh, my God, uh, if you're sexually active, that could be HIV. Um, and that's always just like legitimately fucking terrifying. Um, yeah. Just be like, oh, my God, I've, I was sneezing. I, I might have I might have it now. Um, and then you have to go and get checked, and, and it's this whole like anxious roller coaster ride. Again, roller coasters are just terrible for you. Never metaphorically, never do any of it. metaphorically, um, and literally, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, not even the roller coaster of life. Just get off that shit. Don't worry about it. Just, just stay at home, do nothing, and be happy. Uh, but yeah, that's that's definitely an illness-based fear of mine. Just like having little common things like that, and then because of WebMD, having it in the back of your mind that oh shit, I might have this like immunodeficient or this uh, this disease that causes immunodeficiency and now I'm fucked and it's because I was fucking so much like come on it's like don't do that to me life I don't need that I don't need it yeah no absolutely I like WebMD is the worst honestly I don't think I benefit from it I don't think we benefit from it because like just like you said like I had I had a bad cold earlier this year um like literally the start of the year like January 1st and like I, you know, coughing, sneezing, the chills, body chills, fevers, and even like a enlarged lymph node. And according to all of that, I was going to die really soon, um, per my search results. To the point where when I went to the doctor, I was like, right, I was like, okay, so these are the things you might want to check for. 
um, this type of cancer, um, elevated flu. It could be HIV. I was fucking pretty hard last year. Let's just get all that out the way. <laughs> to the point, and, you know, like the doctors hear this all the time. And it was all benign. They're like, yeah, it's not the flu. It's not streps, not HIV. It's nothing. You're fine. It's, it could be a cold at most. Um, but, yeah, it's like bad things happen to people all the time. Like, there's, there's, it doesn't matter how good of a person you are. Even if you're a healthy person, bad shit just happens sometimes. Like, you know, stories you're like, oh, yeah, a one in a million chance you can get this disease. So you're like, all right, I'm not afraid of it. But that one person did get that disease. It did happen to someone. And sometimes you can be down to yourself. You're like, well, it might as well just happen to me. I must have that one in a million disease. Um, but, yeah, uh, we're so vulnerable. So I'm so... Since we're so vulnerable and scared of diseases, I am totally for cybernetic parts. Just replace me. Replace my organs. I guess I'd rather get hacked than get these viral shits that uh, we can't seem to contain. Make me fucking Robocock. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm totally for that. Straight up cyborg me. I'm for that. Fuck the coronavirus, you know. I'm a, I'm a robot. It's fine. Just, you know, I'll up, update my malware software and I'll, I'll be fine. Be boo boop. Beep boop bop, ba ba beep boop. <laughs> exactly. Beep. Exactly what exactly what you just said. Um, I think the only thing. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> I think the only thing that surpasses like my fear for something like Alzheimer's, um, is all right. Let's say you know we get cancer, we get HIV, we get Alzheimer's, we die. So death, like for every other person that's out there, that's one of my biggest fears. Not the fact that I'm going to die per se i accept that obviously it's fine but so what i believe is that once you're dead that's it it's over it's game over it's like a dead battery when your car dies it's just done there's no coming back there's no you know cloud place to go to or f there's not even a, a a pit of hell to go to you just don't exist anymore the same way you think about what happens when a dandelion dies that's how i think death is for everyone i, f I find no reason to think otherwise so far but so that's that's so you literally become nothing. nothing. It's straight conch. I I believe in the conch. I follow the religion of conch. Nothing happens after death. And like I just said, I define life with the establishment of memories. So if you no longer exist, you're no longer aware of anything. Memories, loved ones, future ambitions, nothing. You you're not even aware that you're not Herpes aware again. You you don't even have herpy awareness. Um, so that's like every, I think once a year I'll go to have an existential crisis about my beliefs. Cause I'm like, Oh fuck, this is it. This is it. It's all, this, this is my awareness right now. It's going to be over so soon. And I'm even going to be aware that it's over. This is awful. Um, so yeah, existential crises after death, one of mine's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just like the idea of like what comes after we die is always like a big debate. Uh, we do cover a little bit of that in our religion episode, so definitely check that out if you want to hear some of that. Um, but, you know, I just kind of want to add a random little comment to that, man. Like, uh, what if the afterlife is real? What if there is a heaven and hell? Uh, that actually begs a really important question for me. So when we... Okay, so when we pray, does that mean we're sliding into God's DMs? Is that what that mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. Okay, I just wanted to, I just wanted to figure yeah. that out. Um, <laughs> that goes back to, to the whole being in love with Christ thing, guys. Um, okay, I just wanted to straighten that out. Uh, but yeah, if like there was nothing after this existence, that is pretty terrifying. Uh, I, I agree 100% with you. Uh, so just kind of do everything you need to do in life now. Uh, live with you know no regrets. You know, Obviously be respectful of other people. Uh, but try to live your life to the fullest. That's really... All you can do, or not, or just, just you know, just end it all. I guess in the is in the same vein as that Louis C.K. joke. <laughs> it's uh, your choice, but I prefer you live. But hey, it really is your, it's your choice. choice. <laughs> yeah, go into that ocean. I would say uh, the last few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Randy, go into that ocean, fucking drown. For everyone, does um, not for for the record. But, uh, but you know, do you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, this is this is all unlicensed advice. Don't uh, don't take anything we say too seriously. But uh, I just think off the top of my head, some like smaller some smaller fears. I'm sure you've done this before. I don't pick up unknown calls because of the fucking movie The Ring. 
Or like when a stranger calls, like I just let that shit go to voicemail. I'm like, eh, if it's important, <laughs> they'll leave a voicemail. If not, whatever. I'm not gonna pick up an unknown number. <laughs> I'm not gonna die in um, seven days. So that's definitely exactly. I'll die when I want to die. All right. <laughs> I'll ride that roller coaster when Screw I'm ready. You, I don't need your help. Exactly. <laughs> I can do it myself. Um. So yeah, that's uh, that's definitely another small small fear of mine. That's fair. I like that one. I like that. I'm more like I don't want to have a conversation because I don't I want to acknowledge that people exist. I think it's nice to do that. You know, like I don't just ignore homeless people. I'll say hello and no to them in their face. I don't want to ignore them, at least. Um, And if I get a call and and it's like someone like, oh, by the way, like, have you do you want to vote for this politician? Have you donated blood lately? I bet we can improve your brand if you just let us run your company. Then I'm quote unquote nice enough to hear them out for like a minute before I'm like, oh, okay, that thanks, I'm all good, I have to go. So I don't have to deal, I don't want to waste a minute of my time um, over something like that. But that, that, that's a fair, that's fair. Yeah. There's, a, there's plenty of horror movies out there for me to get generally scared about anything if the mood strikes. Um, definitely if I just watched like something like Hereditary a few years back and then I went home and then my one of my roommates, they left the front door open and it was pitch black in there. So I'm like slowly opening the door like, oh, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? I know demons aren't real per my beliefs, but I could be wrong. And this could be the moment I find out. Uh, yeah, stuff like that happens a lot. Yeah. And dude, okay, so you're telling me you live in a haunted house. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> well, I'm, I moved, what I moved the entire states just my... in case. <laughs> it's not the house that's haunted, Randy. It's your cock. <laughs> the haunted uh, anyways. cock. <laughs> Uh, different different movie. That's Conjuring three. Don't worry, Melon Melon Pictures coming out with that one. Yeah, <laughs> we're writing Conjuring three. It's gonna be great. Uh, I think the last fear I can think of that's like really just for anybody, uh, would be when you go out with people for the first time, or when you go on a date, or just like a friendly hangout for the first time, or if you just go out to like a bar or a club on your own. It's always fucking terrifying. Roofies scare the shit out of me. Mm. Date rape scares the shit out of me. I've made the joke so many times on dates just to break the ice, just as you have. It was like, uh, yeah, you're not going to murder me, right? Uh, cool, because I don't want to be murdered today. Um, so I feel like that's a big, big fear for both parties involved. It's just like that initial, is this person want to wear my skin while tucking it in and saying, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. Mm. Um, that's mm. definitely something I think everyone has an issue with at some point in their life. I mean, I think you told me a story once, right? Where you were out with a male friend of yours. See, it happens to everybody. And you like could have sworn he got like a roofie in his oh, drink yeah. or something, right? Is, is that how the story yeah, went? Yeah, I was, I was hanging out with him and his girlfriend. And these really older women, they, um, his girlfriend was talking to them. And then they turned to me and was like, hey, do you want this drink? And I was like, sure, I'm a male. I'm not afraid of date rape. And so when I took the I took the drink. I took like one sip of it, then I just put it down. And then my friend Brandon finished the rest of it. And then immediately after that, acted really weird to the point where his girlfriend then texted me and was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he got roofied. Like he had the exact same symptoms as my other girlfriends had when they were roofied. And I was like, well, that's really fucked up. Um, because again, we're we're two men so our fears during dates are nowhere close to what women have to go through like anytime they want to go out like statistically they have way more to worry about than us but since then i was like oh this privileged male life of mine i now has now introduced a bit of fear when i'm going out on dates because you know i generally am like okay well a woman could kill me if she wanted to like really wanted to and a date would be a good way to do that so I have those get out fears sometimes. Shout out Jordan Peele. But now I'm like, oh, and I could be Rufy too. I was so privileged. I didn't even think that was a possibility. <laughs> but that just happened to my friend. Uh, people suck. Okay. Oh, they were going to suck all right, Randy. They were going in that butt. They were they were trying you. to go they, for that butt you, They liked you and they wanted you. Yeah. Which is wild. Like, I don't yeah. know if. <laughs> they, they were going to get. I don't know if they were trying to. They were going to go deep inside. Yeah, I don't know if they were trying to get deep inside us or someone was trying to get deep inside them and then they passed on the buck unknowingly. I don't know. I don't know where the source of the the propagator of the butthole fear came from. But, you know, it's real out there, people. Uh, watch your drinks. 
Don't talk to strangers in general. Just don't talk. Don't make friends. Just humans are dangerous. Just don't make any friends. Don't even trust your own friends because your own friends can kill you. Just don't trust anyone. What I'm saying is to stay home. Just, listen to our podcast. That's it. Just stay living under a rock like Patrick. Yes. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Do that Patrick uh, Patrick lifestyle. Um, I think my my last fi- when you do have your drink extend the pinky. Yeah, well, yeah, gotta keep it classy. Like if you're going to get roofed, you might as well be classy. Uh, <laughs> that's the best advice I'll give to you my. Heard kids. it from us people. The ultimate advice. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. If you're gonna, gonna get roofed. You're gonna get raped. Look, look good <laughs> while doing look it, right? Classy. I guess. I guess that's the. Uh, no one should listen to us at all. Um. I think the last fear. If you made it to that, this point, it's your fault. Really. I mean, yeah, you, it's you've an hour of bullshit. The whole episode of butthole fears. Um, but the last thing I'll talk about is my fear of the apocalypse. Like, entertainment-wise, I'm kind of looking forward to some version of a zombie apocalypse. Just, just for the horror fan in me, I'm kind of looking forward to that. But also, none of my skills apply well to the apocalypse like i'm fairly athletic so i probably won't be the first to die but at some point it's going to be people who are great at building things great at guns great at hunting great at farming um are able to have enough tools to you know heal someone if they have the right tools given to them and i'm like well i can i can run faster than average sort of i can probably help fight but other than that i gotta learn some shit because I must I I'm in digital marketing um I I would much rather have you on my team than someone like me <laughs> Listen man you can you can rebrand the whole Armageddon thing we need you okay we just, you, you you're going to be an integral part of uh just reestablishing normal life during Armageddon so don't 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 be too tough on yourself I, I think it'll be good to have a whole episode on the you know apocalypse that? but um uh, yeah I'm still afraid of that I'm like shit all right how do I Grow a tomato. The internet doesn't exist anymore to tell me. <laughs> and the library's burned down. I don't know what to do. Um, yeah, the apocalypse. <laughs> scares me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's some scary shit. Uh, you know what I feel? You know what I was thinking of when you were saying that whole thing? It's like, man, this is the moment kids from Minecraft have been preparing for all their lives. Is right here. <laughs> it's like, bitch, I can craft. I can build. I can survive, thrive. <laughs> Oh, I, <laughs> man, you guys are going to die. I love the idea of them being confident that that actually carries over to real life. Like, okay, what I'll do is I'll chop down this tree after I find an axe. And then I'll just stack it together. And then, bam, I have a house. It's easy. Takes me like an hour max. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. And then they get eaten alive. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah that, that – oh, my goodness. Minecraft, teaching the new generation – how to actually just not do anything. Uh, that's You're right. It's like you can't rub two sticks together and make fire like in Minecraft, unfortunately. Um, actually, I don't even know if that's how you actually make fire in Minecraft. <laughs> See, that's how much I I know about Minecraft. In and then surviving the um, apocalypse <laughs> day one. It's like, all right. Exactly. Exactly. Does <laughs> anyone have it uh, here? I'll, I'll say this. Uh, <laughs> remember rule one of surviving the zombie apocalypse uh, is cardio. So as long as you have that, I think your chances are pretty good. Uh, so don't don't sweat it too much. Don't sweat the little things. I forget what rule that is, but that's like thirty-two, thirty-three. Um, we'll probably have a whole podcast yeah, episode yeah. about yeah. how we would survive the apocalypse. But be prepared to know that that's not how you do it. Follow other people. <laughs> Did I ever tell you in high school with an old buddy of mine, we actually wrote a script called "Butt Fucking Zombies." Uh, we thought it was the most incredible thing. <laughs> it was the most juvenile thing I've ever written. It was fantastic. Uh, but the whole premise was just like, there's a zombie apocalypse. And for some reason, like this kid gets cornered in the stall and gets butt fucked by the zombie. And that's how he becomes a zombie. And then the, that zombie also wants to butt fuck and just goes around butt fucking everyone. And then like the zombie apocalypse spreads. Um, it really was just a metaphor for venereal diseases. But to this day, it's probably the greatest thing I've ever written. Um, and just on the topic of zombie apocalypse, apocalypses, it, it just kind of burst into my mind. So you're welcome, audience. You got to hear a little bit of my pilot script for butt-fucking zombies. Um, if anything, it'll make a really good grunge metal band name. So you're welcome. You know, I, I forgot the premise of that movie. I remembered the general concepts. 
And, you know, just hearing that's what you were writing in high school, it, it just explains a lot. I'll, I'll leave it at that. It explains a lot. <laughs> and now we're here. Now, now we're here. <laughs> started from butt fucking zombies. Now we're here. Um, I mean, hey, that's a fair, you know, like butt fucking zombies, the zombie apocalypse, you know, like I'm with you. I'm with you. Swallow my cockachino. It's brilliant. Um, <laughs> oh, butthole fears. Yeah, we should probably stop the episode here. But... I, I think I think butt fucking <laughs> zombies <that> <laughs> is always a good place to stop, no matter what you're doing. We'll stop it there. <laughs> but hey, man, enjoy your Friday the Thirteenth. I'm gonna enjoy mine. So I'm gonna get into some spooky shit. I might ride a roller coaster. I don't know. I might fight a bear in the ocean with unprotected sex. I have sex without a condom <laughs> on the thirteenth. Whatever. The world is my oyster. <laughs> it's a full moon out. It's Friday the 13th. I don't know. I might, I might catch dementia. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. But until then, stay tuned for what we're going to be talking about next. You can always find more of our work at malampictures.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Magic Conch Podcast. And hey, enjoy your fears today, everyone. Stay spooky, everyone. Go fuck some zombies in the butt. Hey.